Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. We're going to, if this is your first time here, this is Friend Sunday. We invite our friends to come with us. If this is your first time here, my name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here at Axios Church. My wife was here, Jessica, and all our staff welcome you. Listen, our church has been, it's, it's about three years old. Uh, we've been um, load in, load out. We've been, you know, trusting God and all this in the process. It's been good times. It's been bad times. But listen, God is faithful. God is faithful, and he has continued to move in this place, and it's, it's amazing what God is doing. So if you don't have a home church, welcome home. Welcome home. We want to really champion you in your, in your life. We want to grow with you, and we want to make sure that we do life together because doing life alone is boring, but doing life together is, is amazing. We're a loud church. That means you can talk back to me. Um, we, 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 I, if I'm up here by myself and you're not talking back, I'm going to get a little... A little, a little wheezy of here. I'm like, like, okay, I need you to talk back to me, okay? We started a series last week um, called Influence. Influence is such an, uh, an interesting word because you can use your influence for good or you can use your influence for bad. You can actually have a full career in influence. It's called an influencer. We see people, uh, I, I know my, my nephew right now, um, Jason and Valeria, they're in... Um, California, that unholy place. Uh, we need to get back here in Florida. But the, she's an influencer. Um, she's she's been doing it since she was, uh, I don't know, a couple, 18 years old, 19 years old, and God has blessed them to to keep on in that area. But her job is to influence other people in in her field. It's makeup and different areas. So influencers are are can be a career, but in the biblical sense of everything, influence we all have. We all have, if you want it or not, we all have influence. And it's a gift that God has given us that, that to influence each other, influence our world, influence our environments. And the gift that God has given us, we have to know that there's a responsibility behind that influence. If we just hold our influence loosely, the, the people around us can't be impacted really by the love of, of Jesus Christ because we don't know how to use our influence to point people to Jesus. See, sometimes we use our influence to manipulate. Use our, to manipulate, to get our way in things. But if you truly had understand that each and every one has influence, the question I have for you is, are we using our influence to glorify God? Are we using our influence to glorify God? There's a weight and a responsibility to our influence. So now last week we talked about what is influence. We, we gave the definitions and uh, to, to explain what is influence. But today I want to talk about a specific area of influence. We talked about the circle, the circle of influence. Um, it, the circle, if you look at it, it, the circle goes around and it attaches um, to, it, to each other. So in your life, there's different things that make your circle of influence. And today we're gonna to talk about, because it's Friend Sunday, friends. Friends, everybody has them, we need to talk about it. Because friends are good and some friends are bad. Can we be honest together today? Let's get our feelings off our fingertips today because we're going in. Because we have to understand that we all have 
influence and the circle of influence. And if we don't understand the first area of influence, which is friendships, it could get toxic real quick. The saying is, you show me your top 10 friends and I will show you your future. You heard that before? It's true. Because where we surround ourselves with, the people we surround ourselves with, really determines the outcome of how we see things, of how we see our worldview, of how we, we see different areas that are happening in the world, in the Bible. It, it, it really influences us. You can have one way of thinking and then you surround yourself with people and it can change like that because you're surrounded by influence. So if I'm influencing you, you're influencing me. And if your influence is a little higher and I'm the kind of person that I just fall into play, I'm going to be influenced by what you think, what you feel. And now I, ch I change my character because of my circle of influence. We've seen this happen multiple times. If, you, if you've been around friends, people be changing real quick. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're one way one, one day, but then they get around the wrong people and they change real quick. I've seen multiple people that God has wrecked their life. God has changed and transformed their life, but they get one person in their circle of friendships that changed the perspective and now they're not even serving God because they're influenced in different areas. Influence is a powerful thing. And we need to know that even in our friendships, we need to have the right influences in our life. I remember growing up, you have a ton of friends. Everybody's your best friend. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody's your friend. Everybody's friend. But then when you grow up and you get old like me, hey, <laughs> your friendships circle gets smaller. Why? Because I'm, I'm here to tell you this. Let me say this kind of controversial topic or controversial saying here. Everybody shouldn't have the same access to you because it affects your influence. Everybody shouldn't have the same access to you. That doesn't mean you're a standoff person, but that means you need to protect your influence. Because if my influence is going to affect other people, I got to make sure that I'm guarding this thing. I believe that if we don't set right expectations for friendships, it becomes failures real quick. So let's set some expectations today. Oh, pastor, you're, we're always supposed to love everybody. Jesus loved everybody. He was all love, and that's cool. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus also had a circle that was very tight. We can respect people and love people from afar. Jesus didn't say, everybody's your best friend. He says, just love everybody. He didn't tell how the distance of love. I can love somebody from far away, but I don't need to be involved in some of the things that they're involved in. Can we be real today? Not saying we can't have influence and, and impact our world, but there's an intimacy to friendship that we need to talk about. I know this seems a little premature, something like, is this a youth group message? No, it's your message. Because we're dealing with this on a constant basis, and it's changing your influence. It's adapting yourself to different areas that you shouldn't be attached to. It's friendships. 
Let's talk about four areas of friends, um, four different kinds of friends. And these things are not just people like, oh, they're influencing me. You're influencing other people too. You're that friend to somebody else. So if we identify it, maybe we can either change it or, or set our levels of influence or set our categories of friends because everybody shouldn't be as close to us. Let me, let me just explain it all this. I know it seems bad, but I, I promise I'll explain. The, the first kind of friend is this, the consumer. The consumer friend. See, there are friends that are needing extra help and assistance in your life. These are the friends that, that, that they, you, they seem like they're just off the rails at times. And they need somebody to kind of just be there as a support for them. To, to get them back on track. Sometimes this, this friendship can be a little bit exhausting, but I'm here to tell you that you are called to sometimes help people get on the right track. It's called being a witness. So sometimes this kind of friendship is just that friend that needs a little bit more attention. That friend's not attention just to be like all over you, but just they need your influence to move forward even in their life. That's how power your, powerful your influence is. If we look in the Bible, we see in Luke chapter 5, verse 18, we see this consumer friend. There was a guy that he was paralyzed, and he needed a couple friends to get him to Jesus. They were great friends, but his, 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 his problem was he couldn't physically get to the place Jesus was, was at. So he needed four friends to carry him there. Let's read it here in Luke chapter 5, verse 18. Some men took a man who was not able to move his body to Jesus. He carried them on a bed, took him from the way to take the man into the house where Jesus was. But they could not find a way to take him in because there were so many people. They made a hole in the roof over, the, over where Jesus stood, and they let the bed with the sick man to come down before Jesus. And Jesus saw his faith and said to him, friend, your sins are forgiven. And he was healed. See, this friend, you can look at him as a, it can be a clingy friend, but it's not a clingy friend. This friend just needed somebody to support him to get to Jesus. It's not that he didn't want to come to Jesus. It's not that he, he understood and he knew about this Jesus, but he needed a friend to care enough about him to grab him and get him to Jesus. See, those are the consumer. They, they need you to get to him. They need your support. They need you. But there's a difference between being a dependent friend and a codependent friend. Let me explain. Woo! Because that also can be a little unhealthy as well. See, signs of a reliable or dependent friend is someone who shows up, considers the friend who is, um, is in, who needs a help mentally, emotionally, and physically, someone that is honest, someone that is follows through. Can I say amen on that? Amen. Someone who contributes to his well-being or someone that respects and shares your value. That's a dependent friend, somebody that you want to cling to, but then it becomes codependent and unhealthy when that person, that friend that you cling to, becomes your savior. Your savior is not your friend. Your savior is supposed to get you to Jesus. Your savior is him. 
See, whenever you try to code the pen that I need this person to, no, 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 no. You have responsibility over your life. Change your life. This person's just pointing you to Jesus. And that's vice versa for you too because some of you are jacked up. And yes, you can attach to friends. I'm not saying friendships are bad, but what I'm saying is when you attach yourself to a friend, make sure that friend is pointing you to Jesus. Because if it's not pointing you to Jesus, you guys are going to become codependent to each other and it becomes unhealthy. What's a, what's a, a codependent friend? A codependent friendship is relying on, a, on one friend for all your needs and make them feel responsible for all your feelings, all your thoughts, all your actions and choices, or overall well-being. Giving up your friendships, your hobbies, your interests, and your family time to spend time with this friend. That's codependence. That's unhealthy. See, your, your feelings, your well-being, your, your, your health of your life is not on your friends. It's on him. That's why we need people to push us, to, to get us to Jesus. If you don't have friends that are consumer friends that are pushing you to Jesus, you need to check your friend group. You need to check your friend group. If your friends are, are, are really like trying to get you to do things that you know are not godly and you're trying to attach to each other, when you're depressed, they're depressed, you guys become depressed together. It's like an atomic bomb. We need to know that our influence matters and our influence is powerful. And if each and every one of us are attaching to people as our savior, we are doing it wrong. Our savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our friends are the, are the conduit to get to Jesus at times because we need people to push us to him. We're not the carrier of people. We're a part of the process to get people to Jesus. If your friends take credit for your success, that's not a good friend. Just saying, don't get mad at me. We need to get, we need to balance our roles in friendships and pointing people to Jesus. Amen. Number two, they're transactional friends. These friendships, most of the time, leads to heartache. This, these kind of friends usually lead to why people don't want friends in their life. But it's important that you have these friends because it makes you grow in your character. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me teach you something real fast. Not every bad thing is a bad thing. It's bad, but if you have the right perspective, it can help you grow. It can help you grow. Who's a transactional friend? In Jesus' life, Judas. Jesus picked Judas. And if if we if he didn't want Judas, he could have picked anybody else. Jesus' heart towards Judas and intentions were pure and right. But at times, Judas' intentions was not pure towards Jesus. Consumer friends need us to direct to Jesus. Transactional friends 
need you to get them to where they're going. Let me say it again. Consumer friends and tra transactional friends are two different things. Consumer friends need you, but we point to Jesus. Transactional friends just need you to get to where they're going, to get to the, whatever they need from you. These friendships are hard to deal with. These friendships often lead to heartache and hurt. This is the most encouraging thing ever. I'm sorry, guys. But they need, you need them in your life to grow. Wait, I don't want drama in my life. I don't want fake people. Fake. I don't want to be hurt. And those are all real things. But at times, God uses moments of difficulty for us to grow in areas that we need to grow. We need to normalize difficult seasons so we can grow for better seasons. Not everything is going to be roses and butterflies. Sometimes difficulties leads us closer to God even with friendships. It hurts, but it grows our character. Listen, I've been hurt. <laughs> I've been lied about. I've been thrown under the bus, and the bus came back and ran me over again. All the above. But some of the people that were, that, from some of the people that were closest friends to me. But I appreciate it now. It took me process. It took me a while to get to this point. I'm not saying to not, feelings are real. People hurt. People say some dumb things. People are going to lie about you. And there's a season of mourning. But at some point, you got to move on, honey. Because God wants you to, God wants to do great things in your life and let it be a season of growth to build you. Growth doesn't happen without hurt sometimes. Judas gets a bad rap. Whenever you look at, whenever you hear Judas, you're like, Ooh, how can he deny Jesus? Or how can he, he backstab Jesus? We do it every day, but it's all right. But J Jesus chose Judas to be a part of the greatest story ever told. Knowing he was going to betray him. Jesus knew that even in the difficult times in Judas' life, Judas was still part of the process. And there's times where friendships don't always end up right. But you have to know they were part of your process. And you can look at it negative and talk trash about them, or you can look at them and say, hey, I wash my hands, I love you from afar. It's okay. It's okay. See, Judas, how about this? Jesus still called Judas in the middle of him getting betrayed. Why? Because people will hurt you, but it doesn't need to change the character and who you are. That's your responsibility. Let me give you the, the most encouraging thing ever. People going to talk trash about you. People going to lie about you. People are going to say things to, uh, about you that in conversations that 
that they are completely false. But is it going to change you? Because Jesus could have walked around and be all standoffish to Judas. Not going to be trading about one time. They like Judas says something like, mm, "I'm waiting for that moment, that time." See, we have to be vulnerable enough to accept friendships, but quick enough to get away from them. I'm saying some. Listen to this. We can't live life standoffish. We have to be. We're meant to be in relationship with each other. So we have to be vulnerable enough to accept relationships and friendships, but then quick enough to know when it's the season's over, when we need to kind of move on. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. That means that you have grown, they have grown. Doesn't matter who's grown, good or bad, somebody's grown. And it's time to move on. There's too many people that are trying to hold on to friendships that God already took their hands off. And it's becoming a transactional thing where I pat your back, but then talk about you, and you pat my back, but then we're talking about each other. It's toxic. Vulnerable enough to love, but also aware enough to move on quickly. He was called, he was chosen by God, but Judas didn't have, but Jude, here's the, he got, he was chosen by God. Judas was chosen by God, but Judas never chose Jesus. Jesus chose Judas. Judas never chose Jesus. Judas chose his greed. <clears throat> Be aware of the people that don't choose you in your circle, but you choose them. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching too good. You guys aren't shouting. This, this whole area is dealing with friendships over here. Y'all going to be right here? To this, you guys are shouting me down over here. We'll pray for you over there, okay? Over there. They're all crying. They're all like, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Be careful with the people. Let's be aware of the people that you choose but don't choose you. We have to be aware because what is it doing? We're, we're protecting our circle of influence. Transactional friends are hard to deal with, but it's growing your discernment for the next season of friendships that are to come. Can I get amen? amen. Number three. Con contributors. Friends that are contributors in your life. So we have people that are consumers. We've got the transactioner, transactionals and contributors. There are friends that are going to contribute to your life. Their job is to contribute different attributes and areas for your life to grow better. They lift you up when you are down and point you to the truths of God's word. In the book of Exodus, we see two guys that were holding up the hands of their leader even when it's inconvenient for them. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17, verse 10 and 13. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought the Amalekites, while Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held his hands, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites prevailed. But Moses' hand grew weary, so they took 
a stone and put it under him and set him on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed the Malachites and the people with the sword. When his hands were up, the battles were won. When he became weary and his hands were down, he lost the battle. But then there's two friends, Aaron and Hur. It's an unfortunate name, Hur. that had the love and had the awareness to contribute to Moses' life in that moment. Moses couldn't win the battle alone. This is Moses, the guy that God gave him the power to part the sea. You know that guy? This is Moses, the Ten Commandment guy. He could do it all until he couldn't. And he needed people to contribute to his life so he can win the battle in hand. So you need friends sometimes to get the stone for you to sit on when you're getting weary. You need the friends to have the awareness enough to tell you, when you're doing something wrong. See, contributors are the ones that are willing to have the tough conversations with you because they're contributing to your life. They're not just partaking, they're contributing. Your well-being matters to them the most. So her and Aaron looked at Moses and was like, hey, this guy is getting tired. This guy's getting weary. This guy is, is, not, is it's not winning right now. So what are we going to do? You need friends to take responsibility, even sometimes in your life. Contributors. They said, we are going to step up for our friend. We're going to step up for our leader. And they lifted Moses' hands, one on one side, one on the other, until the sun went down. Do you think it was convenient for Aaron and her to hold his hands? You don't think they got weary too? But their friend's well-being mattered most. You need people in your life to say, hey, you matter to me. I want to uh, have this tough conversation. Hey, I know we're friends, but I, I, need to, I need to speak some life into you today. What you're doing, what you're saying, how you're acting, it ain't right. And you need to be uh, enough. You need to be enough aware to say, hey, that's a friend I need. To lift you up, to encourage you. Are you a contributor for somebody's life? Or do you have contributors in your life? All these friends are important for the circle of friendship that we have. How about the last one? I couldn't think of a, a holy name for this one. They're the real ones. Yeah. <laughs> the, re the lifers. Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? So you need consumers in your life. Help people get to Jesus. You need transactional friends. They hurt, but they're growing you. You need contributors, people that care about you to tell you the right things and the, and the wrong things and, and to uplift you, encourage you. You need those friends. But the real ones, the OGs, Those need to be few. And those need to be protected. I have like, I have friends, you know, like acquaintances, but I have like two like real ones. That they look at me in my ugliest state and they don't judge me. Even when I say it wrong, they're like, okay, let me hear you out. They're, they're the ones that have been there from the beginning. That for some reason, they don't leave. You know what I'm talking about? They're the real ones. See, Jesus had disciples, 12, but he had three that were real ones. Peter, James, and John. Doesn't mean that all the other ones were bad. They still contributed. They were so about, I mean, we talked about Judas, transactional. They were all part of that. They were still good people. But when Jesus did some of the best miracles that he did, he brought Peter, James, and John. The real ones. The ones that, for some reason, Jesus attracted to more. The ones that, that Jesus hung out with a little bit more, had those deeper conversations with more. Let me tell you something. Everybody shouldn't know the inner works of, your, of yourself. You're worried about why everybody knows about me because you don't know how to shut your mouth about yourself. Why everybody's talking trash about me? Because you say you're garbage to everybody that has a face and a ear. If there's an ear... Oh, no, everybody shouldn't know your business. Amen. Amen. Free yourself from that. Yeah. But there are some people that you need accountability from. Those are the real ones that should know everything. So they can speak different things in your life. Not only encouragement, but saying, hey, you're dumb right now. And you still love each other. To say, hey, the tough conversations. Hey, you maybe you shouldn't be watching that right now. Everybody shouldn't know that, but you should to keep you accountable in your life. It's your inner circle. Not saying everybody else is pointless, but everybody doesn't, uh, doesn't deserve full access. See, when you go to a concert, there's the nosebleed tickets. That's where we at usually, $10 or something like that. There's the lower level, the little bit more expensive. You're getting closer. There's the floor level, which those are expensive. But then there's the full access pass where you can go backstage and get different things, and that costs the most. Sometimes the full access to your life are for the people that has been there through the cost of your life. I'm just speaking some truth because I want you to know 
that friendships are good, but there are categories to this thing. Who in the Bible that were best friends that we can learn from this? David and Jonathan. David killed Goliath, and Jonathan said, hey, man, that's my boy right there. We go oh, to the grave we're going. Jonathan was loyal. Loyalty is not around anymore that much. Loyal. Jonathan was loyal to David. Jonathan cared about David. Jonathan was a shoulder for David to cry off. Jonathan was an ear to be heard. Jonathan didn't judge David even when David did some stupid things. And Jonathan wanted the best for David to thrive. See, the story of David and Jonathan is one of the greatest friendships. Jonathan went through great lengths to protect David from his father Saul. And David looked for Jonathan's children long after he was even dead. Great friends do kind things for each other. Lifers, the real ones, protect you even when you're not in the room. You're not even, you're not even around. The lifers are going to have your back. It, it, you, there has to be a screening process for you to be a lifer in my life. Because there's some times where I thought people were lifers. But there's turned out to be transactionals real fast. We have to know that to get the full access, it belongs to God, our family, and then just a few people. Why? Because you don't want your business out there a lot. Because this person knows this person, this, you got to keep it close so that you can grow the right ways in the Lord. Come on, Judith. We have to protect the real ones in our life. Because the real ones are rare. They're rare. They're rare. So you got to protect them at all costs. You got you to gotta build this relationship. You have to grow with them. You have to, they have to know you're, you're good, bad, and the ugly. Because we're there together. It's a bond that nothing can break. That I, I want the best for you. You want the best for me. We're protecting each other's name, each other's reputation. Even though sometimes your reputation is probably a little bad, but the lifers are going to tell you in your face they're not going to talk back about it in front of everybody else. But you have to be a friend enough to listen to the correction. Don't live so closed that you don't let relationships in. But be aware enough to know what category this relationship is. A contributor can eventually become a lifer. It just takes time. Transactioner, it can turn around, but be slow. You need people contributing to your life. But this is not only for your life. What are you for other people? Where do you stand for other people? Because at the end of it, it's all influence. How I influence you, you influence me, 
Because at the end of the day, we got to point people to Jesus. Our lives got to be pointing to Jesus. And the way we do that is use our influence in friendships, part of the circle, in a healthy way. And the way we do that is be aware and don't have all these false expectations. Let's make sure that we categorize the people in our life, not in a bad way, but just to know that our influence is in the middle of that. And we gotta protect it. And we gotta protect the influence of other people too. You might be a bad friend for somebody else. But no, I'm good. Yeah, you're good, but not for that season for that friend. Oh, we've been friends forever. Yeah, but you gotta be aware enough to know that, hey, I'm, I'm the problem here. Vice versa got to be intentional in our friendships because it all needs to be pointing back to Christ and our influence is in the middle of that. Amen? Amen? You still love me? There are seasons for friendships. I remember growing up, I had this one friend in high school. I mean, he was a good friend. We just, it just, I was going one way, he was going another way catch up a couple times there's seasons to this thing you got to be aware of that as well it's time to move on or it's time to add to your life but at the end of the day you can't live life on a silo all alone you got to be vulnerable enough to accept people in friendships but aware enough to know where they're lined up in your life can I get an amen? amen God thank you for what you're doing in this place Lord we pray today. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you and we're in this together.